Welcome to Untamed Intimacy, the show that helps you get to the core of what creates safety, love, connection, passion, and pleasure in your relationship. You'll learn how to resolve conflict, communicate authentically, and rekindle passion. So you can create untamed intimacy in your relationship. I'm Ani Manian. And I'm Lee Noto. We're the founders of Untamed Intimacy. And together, we serve couples all around the world to help them create the wildest love they have ever known. We believe that our relationships are the most powerful vehicles for growth, and our partners are our greatest teachers. If you're ready to create untamed intimacy in your relationship, then this is the podcast for you. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And you'll be notified as soon as we drop a juicy episode. And if you really love and receive value from this podcast, we'd like to ask two things. Please leave a five-star review and consider connecting with us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. And take a screenshot of your favorite episodes and share them in your stories so others can find this content too. And if you'd like to be coached live on air or have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, visit us at untamedintimacylive.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Hello, Untamed Intimacy family. I am so excited to be back here with you today. In today's episode, I am flying solo, and I am here to share with you how to radically transform a challenging dynamic in your relationship. That is the promise of today's episode. So by the time you are done listening to this, you are going to have a framework in your back pocket to transform any challenging dynamic in any of your relationships, not only romantic. Although for the context of this episode, I will be talking about transforming a dynamic in your romantic relationship. So I want to start by telling you a story about a client of mine who was really having a challenging time with her partner. And, um, she created some radical transformation. Now, for the purposes of this story, I'm going to call her Jill. So Jill and her partner have been together for a while, and they've had a very dynamic partnership, a lot of ups and downs on the edge of annihilation, in deep love. And one of Jill's uh, pervasive emotional states that she recognized within herself was frustration and irritation. In other words, she often feels frustrated in her life. Sometimes it's with her partner. Sometimes it's with herself or her mom or her sister, her work. This has just been an emotion that has been very prevalent in her life. And so in this particular coaching session, she was telling me about frustration that she was feeling with her partner. And You know, one of the mistakes that I see people make often and that I have made many times myself is that when we feel these frustrating emotions, these challenging emotions, our instinct is to look to see what's wrong or what needs to be changed in the other person. It is so much easier to look outside of ourselves and say, well, you know what, if they only did this, or if they would just stop doing this, then I could feel at ease, happy, loved, et cetera. 
And this is a losing proposition because we do not have control over anyone else. I'll say that again. We do not have control over anyone else. We don't have control over our partners, what they're going to say, how they're going to show up or respond. And so often we make the mistake of letting our emotional state and well-being rest in the hands of our partners or someone else. And we say, I'll be happy when. Why can't they just do this or not do this? So that's the first uh, piece that I want to debunk and bring our awareness to is that we often behave in this way and we wonder why we don't have the relationship we desire. So let's go back to Jill. So she was telling me about this instance in which she felt really frustrated with her partner and she felt the need to control, to control his process, to control how he responded to things. And so I brought her through this meditation where I first had her become aware of the sensations in her body as she told this story. And as she became aware of the sensations, She was just in the present moment, feeling the sensations, and all of a sudden, these sensations started to arise that had her feeling lightheaded. And I I learned after the fact that she felt like she was going to faint. So here's what happened inside of her. And I'm, I'm sharing this because she shared all of this with me after, so I have context into her experience, and I'm going to show you a very important lesson from what she experienced and created. So in this experience, she became aware of sensations. She was feeling sensations. She was feeling hot. She was feeling lightheaded. And in the past, when these sensations would arise, in every other situation, she fainted. So she actually lost consciousness. She left her body and she would pass out. But in this particular meditation where I was guiding her, she became aware of the sensations. And because I was guiding her to slow everything way down, she then saw that she was at a crossroads. So there was a fork in the road and she became aware of the fact that every other time in the past, when she felt these physical sensations, In her mind, it meant panic. Like she needed to panic to try and hold on to things so that she wouldn't pass out, which inevitably then led her to pass out. But in this meditation that I guided her through, because things were slowed down, she recognized, okay, I feel these sensations. And every time in the past, when I would feel this, I would hold on, hold on, hold on. So I wouldn't pass out. And then I would pass out. But what if these sensations don't have to mean that I need to panic? Can I just sit with it? So she sat with it. She saw the fork in the road and she took a different path, different than the one she took in every other instance in the past. She sat with it. She felt the sensation. She was present. She felt the heat rise in her body. She watched her thoughts. She slowed things way down. She saw this other choice and she took this other path. She sat with the sensation some more. And then as she did that, she made it through to the other side and she didn't pass out. She didn't faint. And as we concluded the meditation, she had to gather herself and come to and recognize she was here. She was okay. And 
as she did that, she felt this celebratory energy wash through her where she had recognized that she made a different choice. She saw something different for herself and she took it and then she created an entirely different result, a new reality where she didn't faint, where she made it through. She watched herself. She watched herself make a new choice. And then she felt the celebration wash over her. She actually reported to me that she felt high after, like she just felt like, whoa, I'm in a completely different world. That was trippy. So this is a really important lesson and story because what she demonstrated in her slowing down, in her choice, was that she saw an old reality rise up inside of her where she felt these sensations. And in the past, she used to make these sensations mean panic and that she needed to grasp on and hold on for dear life, which would then cause her to faint. She saw that rise up. And because she slowed down, she also saw another choice. Well, what if I don't have to panic? What if I don't have to hold on to this and try and control the situation? And in seeing that choice, she chose something different. She chose to sit with it, to slow things way down and see what happens. She chose to decide that she felt safe in not going down the old path, but in trying to explore something new. And then when she made it out on the other side, alive and well, she naturally created uh, a new reality. And because of that celebratory energy washed through her, something new was created. So what are the lessons to be gleaned from this story? And why is this important in how we transform challenging dynamics in our relationships? Well, there are many, many lessons here. So one of the things that she did is that she literally collapsed an old reality and she created a new reality. She created a fork in the road where in the past there wouldn't be a fork. There would just be one path that she had to take in her mind, not in, in truth. There would be one path. And in this example, the one path is panic, freak out, hold on for dear life because I don't want to faint as my tunnel vision sets in and my sound starts to diminish. And that would cause the same reality every time, which is why every time she would get those sensations, she would grasp and then she would pass out, right? She would literally create the same reality because in the past, she would choose to interpret these sensations in the same way. Now, the mistake that most people make is that they bring their past with them into the present and they think it is truth, capital T truth. Like this is just the way it is. This is how it has to be. This is how it's always been. When this happens, it means this, right? You may hear examples of your own stories in this. So in your partner, is there, uh, this is just how they are. This is how they're always going to be. This is their habit. This is what they always do. This is what they never do. In that, you are pulling past evidence with you into the present moment. And by pulling past evidence with you into the present moment of this is just how they are, you are literally recreating that reality. Because in your mind, there is no other possible way for you to see them. There's no possibility that exists that says, well, 
okay, yes, these series of things are happening, but it doesn't necessarily mean X. So we'll give a trivial example. Okay, so you might have an example of, gosh, I asked him to take the trash out and he hasn't, and he never does, he never remembers. It means he doesn't love me. It means he doesn't value me. It means he doesn't respect me. It means he doesn't care. All him not taking the trash out means is that he didn't take the trash out. In truth, objective truth, if he didn't take the trash out, then it means that he didn't take the trash out, period, point blank. We so often have the habit of saying, well, because this, it means this. And our mind goes into interpretation, meaning-making, storytelling. And when we do that, it creates a new reality in which, because he didn't take the trash out, he doesn't care about me. He doesn't respect me. He's never going to be the kind of provider and partner that I desire. He's not like this other person. He's not like so-and-so's partner or this character on TV. He's not like my father or whatever story it is. So you see that from one simple thing, we create an entire world that is rich with a reality that may or may not be true. So the mistake is so many of us bring the past into the present and then we lay a meaning onto it. And then we create this pattern, this thought pattern, and we stay stuck in the pattern. And when these sensations that we associate with this pattern arise when we say like, oh, he didn't take the trash out. So now I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. And when I get frustrated, my chest tightens and my my thoughts speed up and my throat closes. When we feel those sensations, we automatically pull that story from the past up to the present and we make that meaning in the present moment. And then we create that reality. And then all of a sudden, we, we collapse all other realities. In other words, no other reality or possibility can exist. So we exclude the possibility that he just forgot to take the trash out. We exclude the possibility that he had a really hard day at work and that taking the trash out wasn't the first thing on his mind because he's trying to figure out how to fix the deal at work. We exclude the possibility that maybe he forgot because he was trying to fix the sink for you because he knows that that's really important for you so that you know the dishes can get done. We exclude all other realities of what could be happening for him because we're pulling the past to the present. We're creating a reality that is probably not true. And then we're creating a challenging dynamic and challenging emotions in our system. And then we're blaming it on the other person. So we're doubly, triply, quadruply fucked and not in the good way by playing into a story that we are creating for ourselves. Our partner, by the way, at this point, hasn't done anything other than not take the trash out. And they are unknowingly being cast into this role of perpetrator that they didn't sign up for. So unless our partner says, hey, I'm not taking the trash out, I object. And it means I don't care about you. I don't love you. 
then we have no way of knowing that any of our own story is true. So I invite you to pause for a moment. And if this feels challenging for you, good, because it's bringing up something that you may do. It's bringing up a place in your life that you may overlay these character roles onto your partner or loved ones that they didn't sign up for. They didn't consent to be that character in your story. So pause and take a moment and see where this is true for you in your life. See where it's true that you could be casting someone in a role that they didn't sign up for, whether that's your partner, a parent, a child, a sibling, an employee or coworker, or maybe even yourself. Are you casting yourself in a role that you didn't sign up for because you have a story about yourself that got planted there when you were a kid or at some other time in your life that you just haven't let go of yet? And when we do this, we stay stuck in the pattern. And often, because so many challenging sensations and emotions come up, we speed through them instead of slowing down the way Jill did in this meditation. We speed through them because they're uncomfortable and we make it out to the other side. But because we didn't slow down to create safety and to widen our perspective, we make it through to the other side, but we keep creating the same results, the same shitty results, the same shitty feelings, the same desire to want to blame somebody else, to point the finger at somebody else and not take responsibility for how we're not really sitting with our emotions and sensations long enough to see that there are other possibilities that always exist for us, always exist for us. Okay, so there's a new belief that I want to offer to you. And that is the belief that any challenging emotion or sensation is a fork in the road. A fork in the road that asks you, will you choose the old pattern and fall into the story and cast this person or yourself in this role that nobody consented to and that nobody wants to be in in the first place because nobody ever wants to be the bad guy? Or will you take the road less traveled, as Robert Frost says? So when that challenging emotion arises in relationship with your partner, Are you going to say, well, gosh, why can't you do this? You always do this. You never do this. And are you going to fall into that old pattern, that old rutted road where you blame them or you make them the perpetrator or whatever else your pattern could be? Or are you going to say, okay, this challenging emotion, these challenging sensations right now mean that I have a choice. I can choose to do the old thing. Or I can stop, I can pause, I can slow down, I can pull back, and I can say, all right, deep breath, let me allow my perspective to widen as I take this pause. You don't have to force it, just slow down and take a breath, and your perspective will widen. You will, through this breath and pause, Allow your body to exit fight or flight where your tunnel vision and only one story exists. And that's the old one where they're the perpetrator, they're the enemy. And by taking a deep breath and pausing and slowing down, 
you widen your perspective, your body starts to go into parasympathetic rest and digest, where you recognize I'm safe. I'm not being attacked. There is no bad guy. I'm not the victim. I am a sovereign, powerful person with a choice and with power to choose how I show up in this relationship and what dynamic I create next. I create. I am the creator of my reality. So that's the new belief, the new practice that I invite you to take on. And I want to share with you the seven key steps to making lasting change in challenging relational dynamics. And this is exactly what Jill walked herself through in our coaching session. She's phenomenal. And you can be just like Jill (laughs) because you have it in you as well. Step one, when a challenging dynamic arises, when those emotions, those sensations, the ones that feel so crunchy and like, you just want to grit your teeth and throw a punch. When that arises, step one is notice the sensations. Notice what sensations arise within you. And step two, take a deep breath and just be. Don't go to fix or change or point the finger or make yourself less uncomfortable. Don't do anything. Just be. Take a deep breath and just be. Step three, imagine your perspective widening. Imagine it. Feel it. Live it. Imagine that as you take that deep breath and you just be, Your perspective, your aperture for life, your awareness widens. Step four, as your awareness widens, as your perspective widens and opens, see new options. See what's there. You don't have to force anything to be there. Just see what options exist. Step five, as you see those options, choose your own adventure. So you see these options and then you're like, oh, okay, all right, which one do I want to choose? It's like you're reading one of those children's books where you get to choose your own adventure and you get to create the ending. You create it. So step five, you choose your own adventure. Step six, celebrate your choice in the matter. You have created choice for yourself where at one point in your relationship, choice didn't seem to exist. Now, it always existed in capital T, objective truth, but you just didn't see it because you were in the tunnel vision. So step six is celebrating that you are seeing choice in the matter. You're seeing possibility and you're choosing possibility. And lastly, step seven, witness the results that you create. Witness the change. Witness the shift. Because as you witness, you create a metacognitive awareness that you are a powerful ass creator that you create your life, that you create your relationship, that you have power to shift a dynamic single-handedly, and that you get to witness that you're a badass and that you just created something different. After months, years, decades of doing something different that created results that you didn't like. So let me recap those seven steps. To And these are the seven steps to creating and making lasting change in your relationship, especially where there are challenging dynamics. Step one, notice the sensations where the challenging dynamic arises. Step two, take a deep breath and be. Step three, imagine your perspective widening. Step four, see new options and possibilities. Step five, 
Choose your own adventure based on the possibilities that you're seeing. Step six, celebrate your choice in the matter. And step seven, witness your results. And you can witness the results in the short term and over time. Bring that awareness to what you're creating and how you're shifting. Yes, 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 yes. I am so pumped up about this. All right, so here is your exercise for today. Think of one key relationship in your life right now where there's a challenging dynamic and go out and apply these seven steps to this relationship. Apply it, try it, re-listen to this episode, bookmark it, write these steps down, keep them handy, keep them in your phone, keep them on a piece of paper in your journal and apply this to one key relationship the next time a challenging experience arises for you. Because remember, if you want to have true power, if you want to harness your true power in your life and in your relationships, it is not about changing the other person. It is not about changing your external circumstances. It is about seeing the choice that always exists within you because that is true freedom. That is true freedom. Recognizing that you have a choice in the matter, that you are the creator and creatrix of your life, of your relationships. Because where freedom exists and where you create freedom, love can roam freely. All right, that's my mic drop for y'all today. Many truth bombs. Go out and try this. Really roll your sleeves up. Get in the arena. Play the game. Have fun. Fuck up. Make mistakes. Learn from them. Create triumphs. Create moments where you get to be proud of yourself and celebrate yourself because you get to. That's what I'll leave you with today. And hey, when you do this, if you have some massive breakthroughs, celebrate them, share them with others, and please share them with us. Share your celebrations on social media and tag us at untamed underscore intimacy on Instagram. Send us a direct message. Send us an email. Hello at untamedintimacy.com. We want to hear from you. We want to celebrate you and we want to share your stories if you want them to be shared. That's all for today, everyone in the Untamed Intimacy fam. I'm sending you all so much love and good vibes. Stay well and live from love. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you made it this far, it probably means that you enjoyed listening, learned a lot, and are one step closer to deeper intimacy. To help couples like you discover the show and transform their lives, please consider leaving a five-star review and hitting subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. We'd love to hear from you there. If you want to be the first to gain access to exclusive content, practices, and tools to create untamed intimacy in your life, join our mailing list by clicking the link in the show notes. You'll receive powerfully curated content that's no bullshit and pure love. And if you want to learn more about creating untamed intimacy in your life, then visit us at untamedintimacy.com. We see you and we appreciate you. Until next time, much love and good vibes.